Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains. <laughs> Once again, if I don't laugh, I'm just going to cry. Hey, some people take their Browns depression out by drinking, by going out, by going to the gym. Some people break into First Energy Stadium on Tuesday morning, steal a golf cart, and do donuts all over the field, leaving big marks in a damaged field. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened? What is wrong with this franchise? Back to what you were just saying there. I wish I was one of the people that took my frustrations on this team out on the gym and said we podcast. Do you have any idea how insanely jacked we would both be? I mean, yeah. But, yeah, I guess. Anyway, welcome back to the Dogs War Podcast, number one Browns <laughs> podcast in the world. Just take our word for it. Don't look it up. You got Kevin. And Raleigh. And we are here reporting. Uh, if you listen to this day, it comes out. It is Wednesday, November 23rd, and the Browns got embarrassed once again. We'll get there eventually. But right before we got on the mic here, uh, it's Tuesday evening. <laughs> Welcome back to the Thanksgiving special. Oh, that's true. It's our fourth <laughs> annual Thanksgiving special. And, yeah, well, we're uh, going to try and find some things to be thankful for. But before we got on the mic here, it's Tuesday night. The news just broke in Cleveland. Uh, that someone broke into First Energy allegedly this morning, stole what looks like a golf cart, and just did donuts all over the field. They damaged the sod, the grass. It's not going to affect the game on Sunday, so that's why we're laughing at it. But what do you think? I is someone, some drunk idiot that if the Browns were undefeated or he would still do it or she, uh, or just someone that was just like, yo, I hate this team so much. I'm going to them and rip up the field. Dude, I think it could have been an inside job. It could have been Chubb. Could have been Garrett. Um, the no, they don't want to. They don't want to break them ankles. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, the same thing would have been done if the team wasn't essentially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs halfway through the season. Uh, pretty insane, though. The comments are kind of funny. Um, someone said <laughs> the Browns fail yet again to stop a drive. Um, Ooh, yeah. hey. He said, "Yeah, Baker Mayfield did it. He had the keys. Shout out First Energy for progressive commercials. All right. Activity here are high grades, folks. Those are nicely done. Um, Yeah, a lot of things to be thankful for. Yeah, let's get into that. What are you thankful for this year? We'll start with Browns related. Um, mm. Fuck it. We're going with non-Browns related first. Yeah. Let's get happy uh, first. Yeah, we got to think about. Um, I guess my beautiful kid and wife. It's like it, I guess. That's fair. Uh, I'm thankful for my family and friends. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's going to be home for the holiday this year. Um, yeah, I won't get too crazy. That's really what I mean. Hey, like DJ Khaled says, as long as fam good. We good. Oh, uh, actually, I got a job opportunity. Opportunity. Hey, um, congratulations. Let's go. Thanks. I'm going to be working with a company, Cleveland company called Big Play. 
don't know if you know the reflog guy on Twitter and uh, the Bernie Kosar. Yeah, I was just saying, people should know it's Bernie Kosar's podcast is on Big Play. Yeah, so I'm going to try to make quality content for them and not Let's really go. sure what it's going to entail, but I'm like, whatever it is, I'm in. Congrats, big uh, dog. Thanks, man. It's a magical moment. Uh, I, I can't stop thinking about one, the field being just donutted <laughs> and how to think about that. Uh, two, should we talk about, have you thought of anything thankful for as far as the Browns? I made a list. Oh, uh, I'm thankful for hopefully a really good quarterback. I just say hopefully because this franchise tends to bring out the worst in its players at unopportune, inopportune times. And the guy hasn't played in a couple of years. And uh, and there's some PR concerns out there, but I hope he pulls through and just is the greatest quarterback of all time because we pretty much need the second coming of Christ throwing that football. I am thankful for, well, first and foremost, and this will never change. We could be 0-17 or Super Bowl champs. I'm thankful for Stefanski's jawline. Because even when the games are you know bleak, which they have been a majority of the time lately, you know we still have that camera shot on the sidelines to see that ninety degree angle jawline and a great quarter zip, whatever he's wearing that day. So shout out to Coach Stefanski. Um, I'm thankful for the first time in our lives we have a generational talent at QB coming in in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's not one of these situations like I've said before where we're praying. Uh, someone we're drafting or trading for or signing is going to be good. We know this guy's good. Well, that's literally what I just said. The opposite yeah. of it's- no, no. But I, I I understand the hesitation is is on the franchise tainting everything it touches, not the player or the talent that he. Has. We know he's got talent. Yeah, we hope that he's still good. Yeah, and I, I'm not even worried about that. I think he's great. I think he's going to be fine. Talent. I just this organization tends to, yeah. Um, but we have what's already been proven with a lot of tape, a generational quarterback who's going to change everything about the games. Um, I'm thankful for the wide receiver room, which was our big fear coming into the season. But once again, as always, everything we thought was going to happen did not happen. And on that note, I'm also thankful for Jacoby Brissett. He was, is way better and did better. And will I'm sure do better this weekend than anyone expected or thought. Uh, He's been the, professional professionals at this job i hope and you gotta just give them so much credit because you know how many qbs know they're on a specific game timeline right um he's handled it with class i think stefanski got the best out of him um and i'm looking forward to to seeing what he does with his career after this and i hope the best for him i know he's not going anywhere you know next week but i think he's definitely played himself into some money for next year and i hope that's true so i'm gonna keep it short and sweet those are my Browns things I'm thankful for from the jawline down to Jacoby. I will jump in piggyback off of that. Another position group. I am thankful as well as the coach associated with it. The Cleveland Browns offensive line coach Callahan does a hell of a job. And these guys are good. They kind of got, it was probably their weaker game of the season. uh, This past game in Buffalo, but they still go in every day work their asses off, learn what they can. That's during practice. Then during the field, they do what they got. It sucked that uh, Posick got hurt. Uh, you can kind of attribute that fumble uh, that occurred early on in the game to uh, a backup, 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 backup center. Thousand and percent. a quarterback. And 
those guys are good. Thank you for the thankful for the tellers. And I don't know. That's uh, that takes care of offense. We thankful for defense, Garrett wards, other players. We're trying guys. We're, we're trying. <laughs> we're really trying here. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for you, Kevin. I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for the, and that. And that's very genuine. We're also both very thankful for those of you that decide to listen to us rant. Um, Ditto all of that. Absolutely. Especially, yeah. Thankful for for this and for people that tune in and listen to us talk to ourselves every week, which is surprisingly way more people than just our moms anymore like it was the first season. Yeah. It's like thankful for fan side of the Minute Media for signing us. Um, still don't know really why, but I guess it worked out for everyone. I'm thankful for alcohol. That's been a big Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, Uh, you ever thought about that? I have thought about that. Like, what if there were no vices to fall back on during these games? And not just for, like, again, I don't don't smoke cigarettes, but people that do, like, they couldn't smoke cigarettes, you know, a pack during every game just to get their nerves down. We couldn't go to the bar and drink and, and, you know, get tuned up that way. What would we do? We couldn't be fans of this team without vices. Kind of playing on to that. This sounds, I think I may have tweeted this earlier in the year. It sounds like I'm kidding. It sounds like I'm being a smart ass, but this is actually a pretty deep concept to me. There's a lot of people out there that are battling, uh, whether it's drug, alcohol, uh, addiction. Like yeah, yeah. That. I I am not making light of any. No, of that. no. Yeah. I, and I didn't say you were. I'm. All no, but it. I just want to make that clear for people listening. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I take that very seriously. I, yeah. I mean, I hit the sauce hard on Sundays. Yeah. But the people that are Browns fans that are recovering alcoholics or addicts, I don't know how the hell you do it. I'm like, if it comes down to it and you got to quit the Browns, you got to quit the Browns because this franchise can bring the absolute worst out of you. And I'm like, that's they say when you're trying to, you know, stay on the wagon, stay off the wagon, whatever it is. It's not whenever life is good, but it's when you're at your lowest. And every Sunday, this team takes you pretty low. Well, not every Sunday, but oftentimes. No, I see what you're saying. And it's not just it's not just substance abuse or whatever. It's just people that have things going on in their life that aren't going well, you know, whether it be family stuff, job stuff, you know. And we're not we're very sarcastic with podcasts. This is a serious conversation right here. Why would you? bring this misery every Sunday into your life when you have other things going on. I, I, I'm with you a thousand percent on that. <laughs> why would even, uh, and even the people, the happiest people in the world, why would you bring this into your life every Sunday? It's because we don't know how not to. <laughs> I, I am not encouraging anybody that's listening to stop watching to the Browns or listening. Nor are we encouraging podcast. you to abuse any vices in but any way. I will. There was a comment on here where some guy said, I decided the other week that I'm going to stop watching the Browns. And quite frankly, I I couldn't be happier. And then somebody commented, I hear you, brother. I switched my shifts on Sunday from nine to 12. Like it was like a absurd shift that wouldn't allow him to watch the Brown games. And the initial guy commented, you're king and you deserve it. And there was just so much camaraderie of people that were talking Uh, about not watching the Browns. One of my buddies back home, shout out Shelly. He, I forget the exact situation, but it's something like he volunteered to like chaperone quarterback, his five-year-old's birthday party last Sunday, specifically during the hours of the Browns game. 
with like a bunch of screaming kids. And he said he would take that any day of the week over a Browns game. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to ever fault a fan for doing that. Um, we are three and seven. Uh, there's just a number of different reasons. And I know everyone wants to be right on Twitter and try to put people down and tell them they're idiots on both sides of the aisle here, no matter where you fall. The, the simple thing is, is I don't care who's quarterback, who's the coach. Three and seven is unacceptable. No matter what franchise you are, no matter what sports team, it's just bad. And people are just so sick and tired of waiting and waiting and then getting a quick taste and then going back and waiting some more. I know that there's light on the horizon here, but the present day right now is people are just not happy. They're not satisfied with what they're seeing on the field, uh, maybe a little bit off the field. Um, so, yeah, the Bills smoked us 31 to 23 in Detroit. My uh, big takeaways there. The Bills had 171 rush yards. Secrets out. Our linebackers are smaller than our cornerbacks. People are going to run the ball down our throat every time. That's no secret. Everyone's been doing it all season long. It's going to continue to happen. The kick return. We kicked to the guy three times. He averaged 25 yards per kick return on us. Uh, some dude named James Cook had a hell of a game as running back for the Bills. Out of Georgia. Really kind of forgot. Never really heard about him. Um... And then after I was listening to RBS, uh, they're talking about interviewing some of the Bills players after the game. And they said, yeah, you guys really shut down. I, I don't want to get into the play call on third and one and fourth and one. Um, you guys shut down that QB sneak. And they're like, well, yeah, that's all they do in that situation. We've seen it. You know, third and one, they're, you know, six or seven times doing it. Fourth and one, they're eight of eight. They're like, we knew he was going to do it 10 out of 10 times. So we knew it was coming. That killed me. Um, and then my other sad Stat from this game. Sad stats is what we should probably just do our own segment every time. Probably call the podcast sad stats. There you go. Uh, Chubb had 14 carries for a total of 19 yards. Yeah. Can't make it up, folks. Look, here's the thing. And I know some people are starting to be, oh, Stefanski, fire, this guy. Woods and Prefer aren't going to be back next year. Again, we're not here to run people out of town. This is not anything against them as men, as people. It's just not working out. You can only have so many times. So this is a results-based business. If you're at a company, if you're a boss at a company and you guys are just failing month after month, quarter after quarter, game after game, year after year, you get let go. It's what happens. It's not just football. It's anywhere. It is what it is. It's a numbers game. Um, Stefanski is not firing anyone in the middle of the season. One, it would make things just even worse than they already are. And if you've ever paid attention to even a moment of Stefanski, you know, it's just not what he does. It's not happening. We're going to have these guys the rest of the year. It is what it is. Um, I got one thing though, before I, I turn this over to you, here's the thing. I think Stefanski is more than deserving of getting six plus games with Watson. I mean, the end of this year when he comes back and then a full year with them. Um, I think Stefanski has the ability to elevate quarterback play. We've seen it. Um, I think his offense, I don't think I know his offense has been one of the top most efficient offenses in the league this year. What I'm concerned about is not so much um, do, do I think Stefanski deserves it? Will he be back? I hope so. I think so. I want him to. Haslam and Depot are their own mini organization, company, silo in that organization. We've seen it before where we didn't think someone would get fired and Jimmy comes out and just fires them, right? I'm not going back in a situation. So it is not that I don't think Kevin will be back. I think he will be back. I want him to be back. But at the same time, you have to just leave that door open a little bit because you never know what Jimmy and Depot are going to do 
They're on their own island with this stuff. They are making these calls, and they will do things out of nowhere like that because they don't like the numbers they're seeing. They all are about what have you done for me lately, not what's going to happen hopefully these next you know next year and all of that. So that's my only concern about Kevin coming back or not is what Jimmy and Depot want to do because we never know what they're thinking. Um, but that is my summation of another embarrassment. Embarrassment. I'm not even getting into the defense and all this stuff and comments after the game. It's it just it's Groundhog Day every week. We keep saying the same stuff every single week. We lost 31 to 23. Josh Allen looked horrible. Um, we there's just so many opportunities that we didn't take advantage of. But I'm not going to sit here and fault Jacoby. I'm not going to sit here and fault. You know, the, the I, I could fault a lot of different players, a lot of different things. But at this point, it don't matter. Um, season's over. We have to look forward to these last six games, seven games. Hopefully we can take down Tom Brady, his last time ever in Cleveland. Uh, and then hopefully, well, I know we can use these last six games to really get an understanding of, you know, use this as a little season in a season. Let's see what we got with Deshaun. Let's see who he gels with. Let's see who wants to be here next year. And we got to use these last six games to leapfrog us into this offseason into the next year. I'm out. That's good stuff, Kevin. I'm going to, Disagree on a couple of points, but before I disagree, I'm going to agree with the Deshaun Watson um, try not tryout, but the preview, the season within the season, these next six games following the Patriots game or the, excuse me, Bucks game. It's going to be nice, and I am thankful for being able to watch Browns games with fairly limited emotions attached. Like Deshaun Watson could come out and look very rusty. That is a totally acceptable and very possible outcome to occur. Being able to watch these games without the ride or die mentality, it's just going to be kind of nice. Like it sucked losing to the Bills, but there was something about losing that game where it just didn't hit as hard, which is kind of a loser mentality to have because that means you're already dead. But hey, once you're dead, you can't die. So there's that. Um, as far as Stefanski coming back, like, yeah, the Twitter wars, it's like fire Stefanski or keep Stefanski ride or die. It seems like typically how social media works is it's both of the extremes. A lot of people are misunderstanding. I think what the other is saying, there are people that are saying fire Stefanski now. And I don't think, I don't think that should happen or will happen, but I do think his job is going to be very dependent on this six game tryout, like he will absolutely make it through the rest of the year. The D coordinator, special team coordinator. I disagree. I think they should have gotten rid of him. They should get rid of him now just as a, it can't get worse. And why not just show the fans and show the players that we care. Me personally, I would like to see a symbolic firing of Joe Woods and prefer because it doesn't really matter. And they literally can't get worse. I would rather see, somebody play with these somebody try to coach these guys it's almost like you're playing with house money if something awesome happens you don't even necessarily need to keep that coordinator but it's more of a testament to how bad woods is because i'm not ready to throw in the towel on this roster yeah they need some d tackles for sure maybe some bigger linebackers but like actually show change make some dramatic moves that's what i would like to see the second half of the season. And, and if you fail doing it, so be it. The season's been an embarrassing, an embarrassment anyway. 
But hopefully Deshaun comes back swinging. Hopefully Defansky gets his shit together because if it stays this course throughout the year, I don't want him back. And, you know, Haslam is known to be rash, but he's also given several coaches, the second being Stefanski. I think three years of runway is plenty for a head coach. And let's see something happen. Stefanski needs to make adjustments. Like, yeah, Watson should be good, hopefully is good, but the hiring and the retention of Woods and Prefer for so long, I think are a big indictment on the CEO of the team. I mean, if we're talking about companies, yeah, people get fired. Well, CEOs don't last that long during a dumpster fire, and this is a dumpster fire this year. That being said, thankful for this team. Thankful for the happiness it brings sometimes. Thankful for you, Kevin, everyone else. What else we got? I'm still going to be sitting there at First Energy on Sunday, 40 below, covered in snow, watching us lose to Tom Brady. Excuse me, watching us battle and hopefully win to Tom Brady. Tom Brady is watching the tape this week of the last few games and just laughing in the film room. Yeah, because all he's got to do Let's just is, keep it real. That's all he's what he's doing. Do. He's like, hey, guys, we're handing it off. This It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a bye week for Daddy Tom. <laughs> yeah, we're going wildcat the whole game. I'm going to watch from the sideline. Just run the ball the entire game. <laughs> So uh, let me think. Going back to Cleveland for Thanksgiving, um, Black Wednesday. All right, were you ever big on Black Wednesday? No, uh, I loved Black Wednesday in my younger years. Like how, how old? old? Like how old? Yeah, definitely during college. I was a very okay. very tight knit high school crew. So it was good to come home and see them, and then even like several years after, just coming home to Cleveland because oh, sorry, Black Wednesday. Night- Blackout Black Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black, the oh, night before I, Thanksgiving, the biggest bar night of the year, I believe. Yes, I am very big on that. I thought you were talking about uh, – Not Black Friday. Friday. I'm not Black shopping. Friday. No. Okay, that makes sense. If I ever wait – no, we don't have to anymore because internet. I, I I hope so. If I ever wait overnight somewhere in a parking lot in a tent to save $50 on a TV, please run me over with a car. Yeah, now it's Cyber Friday, I think. Is Whatever. It? Cyber Monday, Black Friday. I don't know. But uh, everyone back home, youngins, old ones alike – Going to go out, try to meet the future love of your life or love of your weekend at, you know, Town Hall, Lakewood Bars. I'm just here to say good luck. Be safe. Don't be stupid. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Hope everyone has a great time with their family, their friends. Tune out the Browns for a little while. More sports this week than any other week of the year. We got everything. Go USA. Go Dayton Flyers. Basketball. Go Cavs. Well, I got nothing else. Yeah, no, that's... uh... That's good stuff, Kevin. Happy Thanksgiving to all and to all a good night, Cleveland.